This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Praise the Lord. Uh, I want my brood to come here. Come see. <laughs> He's my brother. Uh, same father, different mother. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's my cream and I'm the chocolate. <laughs> no, cream and chocolate together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a wonderful blessing that God gives us every time. I want to pray for my brother for his birthday today. Amen. And it's also the birthday of my youngest daughter in Manchester. Praise the Lord. He's 25, I'm 20. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was saved when I was 20 and I'll remain 20 forever. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, O God, for this man's servant. We thank you, Lord God, for his life, for the blessing you have shown through him, the favor. Lord, that many young people, elders, have been touched through his life. We thank you for his life, O oh God. His humility, simplicity, his love, his passion for people, for the word of God, and his vision to touch the world. Lord, we thank him, O oh God, for calling him in this great service. But not only him, but behind him, it is his wife. We commit her to you, Lord God, where she plays behind the scenes, where she prays and encouraging behind the scenes. We pray for her, that you bless her, anoint her, fill her, O oh God. Let your favor be shown upon her life. Even her children, O oh God, protect them from the evil one of this world, that they will grow in the grace of our Lord Jesus. We pray that, Lord God, according to Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 11, that he will increase a thousand times. So, Lord, let him increase spiritually, physically, even in his vision, mentally, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise his name. So often these days uh, where we go, there is this prosperity gospel, and which has destroyed Africa. And this prosperity gospel has destroyed. Nobody preaches about the blood of Jesus anymore. And about the cross. And we all, people are all running to this, you know, prosperity gospel. There's nothing wrong with it, but when it, something is overemphasized, it becomes a heresy. If you preach John 3.16, but you overemphasize, it becomes a heresy. It's a good verse. But when you go beyond it, it becomes a heresy because some people say, well, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. So if you love me, if we have sex, if you are in the love of God. Many pastors have used this verse to commit adultery and fornication. But uh, I, I like to share, like I was sharing this morning <coughs> at uh, New Generation Church. 
that after I got saved, the, the areas people don't talk about it is your weakest points in your life. We like to talk about the good points in our lives, the strength, what we do, but we don't want to mention the, the weak points where God has to deal with us to, to take us from this level to a higher level. Unfortunately, many Christians are on the same level. They don't go downwards. They don't go upwards. They become all these old records where we used to put a needle and we would dance. And you'd, you white people would hold with a lady, you know, <laughs> nicely. But we black people, we real dance. Uh, you white people don't know how to dance. We must teach you how to dance. Heaven without black people, it's a boring place. <laughs> oh, my. So we have to have black people in, in heaven to be exciting. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I don't know whether the Enkia Kerek will be there, but he'll be there. <laughs> because we are so quiet. And I'm an Enkia Kerek. I'm a Presbyterian. You don't laugh in the church. You keep quiet. It is like a cemetery, you know. When a church is like a cemetery, you don't laugh, you don't praise the Lord, you don't do that. It's very quiet. Eh? But the church must be a maternity ward where there's birth pangs. And after the birth pangs, there's rejoicing because a baby has been born. When people are born into the kingdom of God, there's so much rejoicing. Amen. Yes, I in a black church because we shout our amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, greetings from my dear wife, Rachel. She sends her greetings. As I always say, she's the best woman in the world. We are 48 years together and I'm still kissing her every time. I love her. Oh, what a great woman. I am what I am because of my wife who has helped me to be what I am as an evangelist. Uh, the woman who rebukes me when I talk too much. <coughs> and uh, she has helped me even to speak English as I've always said that I was a, a guy dumped in the streets and uh, lived under a bridge. But God took a wife like my uh, Rachel, well-educated, she married me whenever I went to school uh, because I was the most handsome man in the world. Uh, <laughs> if you don't believe it, it's your problem. <laughs> but that's what she told me. <laughs> so you ladies who are married, tell your husband you are handsome. We feel better, you know. <laughs> Amen. Uh, tonight I want to go, I want to share about uh, uh, integrity of your life. Integrity of your life. You know, integrity is a word which is, uh, is missing even in our offices or even in our government these days. That word integrity, that you are beyond reproach and no fingers 
you know, following after you. You are a man who is faithful beyond measure. The most faithful person. And that integrity, we are missing it even in our growth as, our, as God's children. And that person who likes to go through characters of the Bible, because those are the characters that, that built me up. Uh, if you talk about courage, I take a character like Daniel. You talk about prayer, I take a character like Ezra, and so forth and so forth. But the, what I want to share tonight is about the life of Joseph in Genesis 39. Do you have your Bibles? Amen. Hallelujah. As Tienz was sharing a few minutes ago, African Enterprise was started in 1961 by Dr. Michael Cassidy. And he founded this ministry to evangelize the cities of Africa. But when it started, it was, you know, more Americans, British, and here in South Africa, more of the Caucasian community were supporting this ministry. But the, our donor community has grown very old, too old, that some are dying. But we are praying that young, vibrant people come up on the, in, the, in the field to support this ministry. Because these days, uh, you talk about evangelism in America, it's a taboo. It's a word they don't like. But if you talk about social concern, people want to give to the body, to the poor, to all that. But you talk about preaching the word of God, turning around people from darkness to light, mm -mm, they don't give much to that. So this is why I want to challenge you that support this ministry where you go out there to preach the gospel. Because I believe there are many Stephen Lungus out there. Many of them, gang leaders, gangsters, there are lots of them who need the gospel. And we can only preach the gospel if you send us with your prayers, with your financial support. And I want to hear amen. I hope you are saying the truth. <laughs> so, I, I, I've now retired, or I don't know whether there's a word retire, retirement, but there's no such a word in the Bible. Uh, but I've gone back to Malawi to do a different thing. Still, I will be still an associate of African Enterprise. This June, I moved back. Where we have settled down now in Malawi, and uh, I'm too doing two fields. Number one is to reach out to the politicians. Uh, I've called it presidential prayer breakfast. Presidential prayer breakfast, I found permission from the president of Malawi where I can use his name to invite all the cabinet ministers to a hotel to have lunch or dinner or breakfast. Because these big people you reach out to them through their stomachs. When they eat, you hit them with the gospel. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, 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 the strategy I want to use. And uh, we'll be inviting judges in the different hotel, invite a judge to, from another country to preach to fellow judges, medical doctors, to preach to medical doctors, all different, so all hotels in the month of November, they'll be filled up with these meetings going on every day. And that's what we want to do. So you pray for us that God will do mightily. You can support us through South Africa here in Peter Marisbeck. Amen. Yeah, we want to reach out to these people and touch them with the gospel because there's so much corruption, so much corruption. But God will help us. Amen. Let me read. Are we together? I won't take much of your time tonight because I love preaching. Ooh, I can preach for hours. <laughs> when you are in love, you want to talk about him for a long time. Amen. <laughs> As I told you last time, I'm a fast driver, very fast driver. The person who taught me how to drive at 120 first time. So I drive the same speed. <laughs> but when my wife is in the car, oh, I drive 10 kilometers an hour. <laughs> because the queen is in the car. Yeah, you drive slow, you know. <laughs> you, you want to be romantic, yeah? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so I... I pray that God will bless us together tonight as I move with the supersonic speed tonight as we, we share. And you know, when you are in love with someone, you want to talk about him. In America, they told me to preach for 10 minutes, and I went to the pulpit. I said, God bless you. I went to sit down. And I said, you haven't preached. I said, there's no way I can come from Africa to come and talk about my Jesus for 10 minutes. You spoke about money 45 minutes. And after the service, you drink coffee 40 minutes. So I'm taking the coffee time and preach the gospel. Amen. So even tonight, I will take your coffee time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Genesis 49, uh, I mean 39, I beg your pardon. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, not up, but he had been taken down to Egypt. <coughs> he had left his parents. They sold him to Egypt, and he went to Egypt. It was not his will to go to Egypt, but when God is trying to promote your life, that's what God always does. You remember that Joseph was not loved by his brothers. You know the story. Because his dad had made him clothes of different colors. So that brought jealousy to his elder brothers. And also their father did an awkward thing. And you never do that in a family. That the youngest boy you make him the supervisor of his elder brothers. 
that was terrible. So you are creating problems and friction among your children that you choose the youngest. Normally in our culture, you use the eldest, but they use the youngest to be the supervisor. And he would go and watch his brothers and look up, you know, to check on his brothers right there in the field. But also he had another problem. He was a dreamer. And I like people who dream great things for their church. And Joseph was a dreamer. But when you dream, don't interpret your dream. Let the church do it for you. You just snore and dream. That's all. Leave the rest to the church to interpret the dream. So Joseph, when he dreamt, his brother said, are you going to be the leader of us? Mm -mm, I just dreamed. That was my duty. I slept and dreamed. Simple that. And then he had a second dream. And it was this time it was his father and his elder brothers. They interpreted his dream. So Joseph was just a dreamer. But they interpreted the dream. But even he himself didn't know what was happening. But God was showing his light. And so there was a time I came to the Lord Jesus in most remarkable way when I came to the foot of the cross and accepted Jesus. But my growth was a struggle. My growth was a struggle because I was always, you know, uh, not growing properly because I didn't know how to read the Bible. I didn't know how to do things like so many things I didn't understand from the scriptures. So it took these missionaries to struggle with me every time to teach me. But I had also so many co-webs of my past. I still had my short temper. I, I still was suffering with uh, unforgiveness. And because I had said, the day I will see my father, I will kill him. The day I will see my mother, I will kill her. And I didn't like white people, especially when I saw the long nose. But you are safe today, praise God. But, you know, I struggled with these things. They were inside. I would come to a white man, have oh, brother, praise God. But you said, oh, this must die. <laughs> there was hatred. And each time I was focusing on his color, I didn't focus on the glory of God, on his creation of this person. I focused more on his color. So that's where God was saying, hey, God was in Christ, was in Christ. So for me, a black man, I've got to go inside, right inside there, I'll find fears. I can't avoid him. I can't run away because if Sears is in Christ, Stephen is in Christ, we lose this problem of color. Are we together? We lose this problem of color. I don't see him as a white man. No, I see him as God's creation. And I admire my brother. He's short, but I love him. <laughs> and <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, thank you. 25 minutes. But I'll zip his mouth in two minutes. So, God was working in my life all these problems I had in my life. So God used this scripture of Joseph. 
Let's go on verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. I've got one Bible in my, in my, in my shelf which I've underlined from Genesis to Revelation. Not underlying all these other words, but underlining with. The word with. You will be amazed how God was with Abraham. God was with Jacob. God was with Joseph. When God is with you, you are more powerful than any other human being in the world. Even demons shake before you because you are with God. When God is walking with you, you are a miracle. When God is working with you, you are more powerful to all demons and all the powers of this world. Because God is with you. Now, when God is with you, that means the great Emmanuel is with you. Emmanuel, God with us. Amen? So often we, we praise the devil so often. Oh, the devil is powerful. The devil is... But are we Africans? We sing a song about the devil, but when God is with you, you are a miracle. Hallelujah. You are a miracle because God was with Joseph. Now, when God was with Joseph, things were happening. Things were happening in Potiphar's house. When God was with Joseph, Joseph developed a life of integrity, of purity, of righteousness, of holiness, because God was with him. God was with him. But the more you go further from God, sin comes closer to you. The further you go away from God, sin comes to you. And even fear about tomorrow, fear about death, even so much that some, because the further you go away from God, you even try to commit suicide. You go through depression because you're going further and further. But the more, the closer you become with God, we are with God, you walk with God, ma, these things vanish away automatically. I told you I wanted to kill a white. I was born again, but I wanted to kill a white. And I still had hatred, anger, temper. But the moment God came closer into my life, dealt with all these things in my life, man, I will love a white man to bits. And I love you. Whether you like it or not, I don't care. <laughs> but I love you to bits. God is a wonderful God, and God is a, has a sense of humor. My son gets married to a white girl. Ooh, man, and first time I said, you are my daughter from today, she cried. Because she too, that girl, was dubbed by her parents. So I was the first person to tell her that I love you, and you are my daughter. She cried. She cried. And so I, I don't call her daughter-in-law, no, because when you say daughter-in-law, you come with all the laws of, of uh, Zulu, Tosa, what, all the laws. No, 
She's my daughter in love. She's my daughter in love. Not in law. All the Africans culture, all the laws of the day come in there. But when she's your daughter in love, ma, you love her. Amen. I, I loved when I was in Deben, I saw uh, um, uh, the, the chili, the hot chili. There's one they call dev, devil's cataract. <laughs> and that other one, they call it hellfire. But the hottest of them all oh, oh, is called mother-in-law. I don't know why they called it that name. It's called Mother in Law. <laughs> That's the hottest. Go to Deb and they'll show you the hottest chili is called Mother in Law. <laughs> I don't know why they called it. So that's why I said, no. Why in law, in law? So I changed it. Says, no, we must call it the daughter in love. Mother in love. Amen. And so Joseph. God was with Joseph, and when God is with you, he does the second thing. He prospered him. When God is walking with you, he prospers you spiritually, physically, mentally, in all your areas, God prospers you. Where you minister, God prospers you. One time I was chased away by pastors in Gweru in Zimbabwe. They chased me away from, from a big crusade that, no, they, why is it every night people are bringing knives and guns, they are bringing witchcraft, sangomas are repenting. So they chased me away that, no, this boy comes from Malawi where there's too much witchcraft, so he's preaching with the juju. <laughs> So they chased me out. I said, I've never touched any juju myself. But you know, these pastors, in their minds, they were polluted. So they chased me from that crusade. So I went to the farms to preach to the farms because I'm not the person when I'm chased away, I go and sit. No, I said, let me go and preach. And so I went to the, uh, to the white farms to preach to their laborers. One week I was there, after a week I was called back to Guero. <laughs> they called me and all the pastors knelt down. They said, brother, forgive us. One of your own evangelists is the one who came up with this story. My own evangelist. So sometimes when you are, you, you are going through problems, if, if a drunkard came and insulted you, you will laugh, praise the Lord. But the worst temptation is when it comes through your own Christian brother. That is painful. Because you don't expect that. When it comes through another Christian, it is the most painful temptation. Are we together? So, when Joseph was with, I mean, when God was with Joseph, he prospered him. So, People didn't understand what was happening. Even myself, I didn't understand what was happening. But God was prospering my life because I developed a life of prayer, 
every time prayer and people ask me, Stephen, when you share your testimony, you share as if you were saved just yesterday. I said, ah, the secret is the time I spend with God early morning hours. Early morning hours. That's the time I get all my power, my passion, my inspiration. Time I spend with God and my Bible. Every time I wake up 2 a.m. to pray, trust God up to 4. And 4, we go to church if I'm in Malawi. 4 o'clock, we go to our church to, to, to have a prayer meeting. We have a prayer meeting that goes from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Every day, 365 days. So it's the time I spend with God. If you want freshness, if you want that anointing, it is the quality time you spend with God. Amen? You know, even with your girlfriend, my brother is in love there. She's up there on top. He's in love. But if you spend, you know, <laughs> once in a month, <laughs> you get bored. But you want to be together every time. When you are together, even when you are walking, these shoulders want to bump at each other. <laughs> when you bump each other, you think, mm, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Especially when you hold the hand, ooh, everything, oh, you are melted into pieces. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, closer, the closer you are with God, God prospers you in every area of your life. And God started prospering I didn't know how to speak English. God started teaching me. Right along there, started reading my Bible. I've never been in school, but right at the bush, God opened my eyes to read his book. God was prospering my life. Opening my eyes from nowhere, and I started running in the streets, stopping everyone. Am I reading, sir? He said, yeah, you are reading. I ran to another one, stop. Am I reading? Said, yes, you are reading. That's why I'm reading today. When God is with your life, he prospers you. But it is the hunger you have inside. That hunger must push you towards God. Push you towards God. The love you have for him. That love. That's why I said, no, I love my wife very much. I Love her to bits, but that cannot surpass the love I have for God. God is number one in my life. And so that love pushes me towards God so that I may be closer and closer and closer to God. I'm a person who does, if I die, I do something wrong. I want to confess it immediately. I want to repent immediately. I'm not a person who sleep over a sin up tomorrow. No, I'm a person who wants to be right with God every moment of my life. <laughs> because I know I may die any moment, so I want to be ready. I don't want to be found with a sin in my life. I want to be ready all the time. And in East Africa, the East Africa revival, when you greet a brother, how are you, my brother? 
the answer is, I'm repenting and rejoicing. That's how they greet each other. I'm repenting and rejoicing. You can't rejoice if there is sin. You can't rejoice. You may try to pretend, <laughs> but inside, mm -mm. <laughs> because your conscience is God's referee. Your conscience is God's referee. When you go on a wrong, wrong place, the conscience starts working. Is that you are offside? You are offside. You are offside. You can score the best goal, but when the referee says you are offside, it's not counted for. Are we together? In World Cup, one guy scored a goal and he started running, rejoicing, taking off his chest, only to be told that you are offside. <laughs> so you too, my brother, my sister, you can score the best goal, even in singing here in the choir or doing anything. This, oh, hallelujah! But ah, your life has been on the offside. You are offside. The conscience even tells you that ah, you are offside. Even the way you handle each other, your boyfriend and girlfriend. Do you know so many young guys who are in love? They rouse these sexual passions without knowing that, hey, we are going beyond the border. You're going beyond the border. So keep yourself holy, clean before God. The closer you are, it is also the way you handle your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Because you are too close with God, there are certain things you can't do. Are we together? I know you will not love me, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, the closer we are, when I was in love with my, my wife, as a young girl, beautiful, a banker, and I made vows, certain vows. I only greet my wife, my wife-to-be, just the same. Hello, hellos. Leave it quickly. <laughs> uh, because when you hold too long the hand of a woman, there is an electric current that goes through. So to avoid that electric current, is avoid it. So as to keep the heart and the conscience clean. <laughs> and how often many people are married in church, but they have had sex before marriage. Just taking God as a spare wheel. Taking God as a spare wheel. <laughs> if you are married, was your marriage clean? why God prospered Joseph. Amen. Oh, amen. <laughs> you made me want to. How many minutes do I have, my sister? Fifteen. Praise God. Bless you. Hey. Um, I, uh, I love you to bits for giving me fifteen minutes. <laughs> yes. The Lord was with Joseph and prospered. He lived in the house of the Egyptian master. And now, this Egyptian master was not uh, a Christian. was a heathen king. I mean, heathen master. But Joseph was living in his house. Then God was with Joseph in Potiphar's house. But while he was there, 
God prospers everything of Potiphar's house. The bank account in the house, everything was because of a man who was closer with God in a heathen general. God wants to pro prosper you. South Africa is looking for young men who will go into government, who will go into hospitals, into law society. He, as an engineer, a man, a woman will go closer with God and bless that company because of you. Amen? God has to bless that company because of you. Because you are walking with close, closer to God, everyone will be afraid to commit sin because of your presence. I had my uncle, I was younger, almost by 50 years, and each time I would come after I got born again, and with his friends, they would be drinking beer. As soon as they saw, they would put beer under the, ah, and put a blanket to cover to, when I come, oh, how are you, pastor? <laughs> but uh, we chat, we chat. Oh, when are you going? You know, they try to push me, to push me to go away. Because my presence was making them uncomfortable. My presence was making them uncomfortable. So this is what, the closer you walk with God, even among your friends, even here at the university, your presence must make them uncomfortable because of what they are doing. They must say, eh, she's coming, he's coming. You can't talk such rubbish in a presence, in his presence. You can't talk rubbish because your mouth is clean. Amen? Your mouth is clean. You don't laugh at dead jokes. There are some Christians when there's a dead jokes, they laugh with them. You don't love it at dead jokes. And so you walk with God. Joseph, God was closer with Joseph. And then, bless the house of, of Potiphar. Joseph found favor in his eyes. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Do we have it? Luke chapter 2. It says, it says that Jesus grew in wisdom, eh? in wisdom and in, in strength and, and uh, found favor with God and men. When you find favor, you have to find favor with God and with men. When you find favor with God, you find favor with men. That's the way God works in our lives. So that's what happened with Joseph. That he found favor with God and favor with the general of Egypt. In his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household. <laughs> in charge of his household. God has given responsibilities to many people to run the church of Jesus Christ. But what have they done? They've changed the church of Jesus Christ for business. 
using the church to make themselves wealth, buying all these limousines, buying all these jets and so on, they say, well, I'm a man of God. I need to be flying quickly to go and meet a business. Caleb doesn't take him there. You know, people were making excuses in the midst of many suffering people, billions of suffering people. They would buy one jet of $8 million. <coughs> you know, people have, made, have turned the Church of Jesus Christ as a business club. As a business club. You'll find this young Bushiri has got three jets. What? And now we see churches now, pastors, as I'm preaching here, they should have been on a CRC. Give me bodyguard, please. <laughs> there should be another one there, another one there, another one there, another one. Guarding me as I'm preaching. As if angels are powerless enemies. <laughs> you know, God wants to bless you bless us, take you away from all this junk of your past. And then the spirit of you want to commit murder, you want to commit suicide, you are depressed, you look down upon yourself. If there was a person who should have looked down upon himself, it was me, because I didn't go to school. I used to be shy among people who are educated. Especially when they spoke in English, I would turn away. I was embarrassed. I was I had that spirit of inferiority complex, always feeling inferior, unwanted. But one day when God dealt with me and I came closer with God, God said, Stephen, you are special. I said, yes, I'm special. Stephen, I will walk with you. I said, yes, God, walk with me. And God started moving me from this inferiority complex to accept myself as I am. So when I accepted myself as I am, God started blessing me. God started blessing me. I've tra traveled around the whole world. I've never paid one cent of any ticket. God has blessed me. When he blesses you, he prospers you. Amen. Maybe you are here, you're struggling in your life while with that inferiority complex, or maybe you look down upon yourself, you are a nobody. Hey, man, when you are a nobody, you are God's candidate tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you are a nobody, you are God's candidate tonight. That's where God specializes in the nobodies to make them somebodies. Hallelujah. That's how I was. So God turned around my life and made me what I am. You know, God makes new rights. I was standing in the nation. And here I travel with these lovely brothers. And when I hear about their testimony, oh, I have a degree in economics. I have got this. Wow. God, you make me travel with these guys. You are so educated. But you know, when God is with you, and God is with that brother, we overlook all these degrees. We focus on the living God. That's our focus, on the living God. The way I love my white brothers is passion, with passion. I love them to bits. 
because of what God did in my life. Amen. My youngest daughter is married to a man from Portugal. So I've got British, Portugal, now we're looking for an Indian. <laughs> to be a rainbow country. <laughs> we have colors, we already have them. <laughs> yeah. So God is so good. But God had to, to draw me closer to him, to walk with him. As I started walking with God, I found that my life was going from this level to a higher level, higher level, and higher level. And God has been taking me higher and higher and higher. And I'm not done as yet because the other book I'm writing on every chapter, I'm ending by this word, work still in progress. God hasn't done with me as yet. The work is still in progress. Maybe you are here. God is, is not done with you. He, the work is still in progress. You say, God, I've been a failure. I've been struggling to walk in my Christian. I don't have the passion. I don't have the zeal to walk with God in all my life. I, I'm struggling. I really want to be on top there and walk with you, find favor with you. And yes, when you find favor, prosper my life in your education, in your exams, God will prosper you. But the answer is, yes, Lord Jesus. I want to walk closer with you. Shall we stand? <laughs> it's it's, it's a, an admission in your life to say, God, I can't be on this level too long. I want to go higher. I want my life hasn't been where you want me to be. I want you to take me higher. I want you to come forward and make this bold step in the name of Jesus. I was alone when I came forward. I was all by myself among 3,000 people. But that step was a step of faith. I remember when I was coming down, I was thinking, I was smelling. Even the preacher had to use the handkerchief. But God was going to renew a person here. But it was my yes to Jesus. It's a love proposal to you. I love you, my son, my daughter. Come unto me. Come unto me. Let us reason together. If you want to reason with God, I want you to leave your bench and come forward. Just come forward. Hallelujah. Say, God, I want to find your favor tonight. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.